Come on, internet, be my friend today. Ha! Okay. And we are recording fabulous. Hey, hi, hello, my creepy lovelies. Welcome back to another Wicked Wednesday over at the Creepy Cryptid Crypt. I am your host, Black Widow. Uh, today, I have a rather unhinged story for us. Ah, ah, shh, shh, leave that alone. Out of Alaska, sorry. Um, I will say there are quite a few trigger warnings here. So uh, trigger warnings include rape, assault, kidnapping, and lots of brutal murder. So I'm saying it now because I don't know if I'm going to remember as I read through my notes here. So if any of those things are triggering, go ahead and skip this one and we'll catch you next week. So, let me tell you about a man named Robert Hansen, who, Han, Hansen, like the soda, Hansen's. Is that a soda still? Is that a dream? I think that's a soda. Um, Robert Hansen, once a small, shy, acne-ridden child, um, who ends up turning out to be Alaska's worst human monster. Yeah. Uh, this human was born in 1940 in Ohio. Nope, that's wrong. Idaho. Gosh. it's I'm doing an early morning recording, guys, and I've only had two cups of coffee, and we all know I function off six, so bear with me. Um, Robert Hansen, child, born in 1940 in Idaho, not Ohio. Uh, he was the son of Danish immigrants who were bakers. Um, he was often bullied in school and shunned by pretty girls, which led to violent fantasies and hatred for women. As we all know, this is a pattern we see time and time again, which is just fucking... I, I don't want to get into it this early this morning, but, you know, guy wants the girl. Girls say no. That's the end. All be all. All women are cankerous, lying, and nasty, and therefore because... Seemingly nobody likes them. They hate everyone, and then therefore they have the right to be cruel, evil, sadistic, and just absolutely fucking bleh, bleh. fucking people sometimes, I swear. Somehow, though, his luck turns around and he ends up married in 1961. Um, luckily for her, she got smart and he was divorced within a year. Um, actually, which coincided pretty quickly with his very first arrest, or at least first arrest that I could find. So he, excuse me one second, <coughs> um, was first arrested for arson. And she was like, eh, I don't know. This, this is not, this is not what I signed up for. So I'm going to go. Um, and then he ends up remarrying in 1967 with another lady um, out of his hometown in Idaho. After a while, they decide to move to Alaska where he opens up his own bakery and um, he's really into planes and shit, so he starts taking flying lessons. And so after a while, he gets his license, whatever, Mimo Mimo, pilot guy, and uh, he buys his own private plane. And so um, in his community, he becomes known as like this avid outdoorsman. Like he hunts doll sheep, wolves, bears. Uh, they're you know they see him either 
flying or hunting or whatever. So the community knows him um, as this big hunter guy. They know that he's going to go out and use a rifle, sometimes his bow and arrow, what have you. Um, He ends up getting arrested twice more in 1972, trigger warning, for the abduction and attempted rape of um, two different women. Uh, One charge came from a local housewife who managed to escape him before the rape. And then the second charge um, of the rape was from a prostitute. This is where I get really mad because, you know, he served a whole six fucking months. Six months. Six months. Six months. Who the fuck? Who the fuck? Who the fuck? He got the charges reduced, which I just, who the fuck? Who was in charge here? Like, is it? Uh, um, he was arrested a little bit after that um, for shoplifting a chainsaw, which, like, okay, you can buy a private plane, but you can't afford a chainsaw. Or did you not want people to see you buy this chainsaw? Could be either one. I don't know. Just seems a little odd to me. Um, Apparently, the chainsaw was expensive because he was charged and convicted with larceny, which got him five years. And I just want to... <gasps> mom called. Hi, Mom. I know you're going to listen to this later. Okay, where were we? Unhinged things. Yes, okay. So here's where I have a fucking issue. Well, I have a lot of issues, but this particular issue is he stole a chainsaw and was convicted of larceny, and he got five years. But he was convicted of raping somebody and he got six months. What in the app? What is that? Who's in charge of that? Who, who is in charge of writing laws in Alaska? Tell me what happened. Oh, we're not going anywhere, Booba. It's okay. We're recording. Do you want to come help? Come here. No? Okay. Um... But somehow he got it overturned on an appeal saying that five years for grand larceny was too harsh. Um, And if they had known what they knew, well, that doesn't make any sense. What they didn't know is that um, Hansen had been actively stalking, raping, and murdering women during this time. And if they had known that, they wouldn't have let his ass out at all. But they didn't know. Um, he targeted, uh, sex workers or exotic dancers and his MO was he would kidnap them and take them on the airplane. And then he would take them deep, deep into the Anchorage wilderness and act out his prey versus predator fantasies. Now I have to stop there for a second because I know there are, um, people in the BDSM kink community who do this, and they do it safely. So that's that's not this. This is not the safe one. Um, this is the unhinged one. Uh, in his confession, he told officers that um, if they complied with him and did exactly what they wanted, he brought them back into town and then told them that if he they made any trouble for him, that he would just, you know, I have connections in the police force. I'll put your ass in jail for sex work. So, like, fucking don't. Um, and then he said, you know, those who resisted or demanded payment, um, he just killed them instead. He said, fuck it. I, no, I don't need the trouble. Um, <clears throat> and so essentially, 
trigger warning, what he would do is he would have them stripped down and then tell them to run, just fucking run in the forest. And then he would stalk them through the woods, like big game. Like, you know, we know he's an avid hunter. It's big in his community. And he was like, eh, I'm no longer enjoying this. I will hunt women instead because I hate them. That's fucking ridiculous. Um, so when he killed them, he would sometimes use his uh, large hunting knife. Other times he used his rifle. Um, the rifle he used was a 22-23 caliber Ruger Mini-14 rifle. That is a fucking mouthful. Christ. Okay. Um, so let me back up because I'm sorry. We went too far. Uh, before his confession. Let's back up there. So before before they were able to like catch him for these things, right? Remains of his victims are like starting to pop up because construction crews are doing what they're supposed to do and getting land ready for construction. And so in the process of doing this, they end up unearthing uh, women's remains. And one set of remains was near El... Oh, fuck. Eklunta Road? I don't know. Um, and the autopsy revealed that she had been stabbed to death. Unfortunately, this Jane Doe was never actually identified, but they did recover her. Um, another set of remains were those of Joanna Messina, and they were found in a gravel pit near Seward. And after finding her remains, the Alaskan police force, they were like, we're not going to fuck around. We've already got two bodies. We have to set up a task force. So they quickly set up a task force to find their killer. And then they would soon find the body of Sherry Morrow. Um, her remains were 10 months into decomp. And when they found her, they found her in a shallow grave next to the Nick River. Um, so, yeah, we have those things. And now that, you know, Alaska is large, but the communities are pretty small, right? So Hansen knows that there's a task force and he knows that they're after him. So he's like, fuck, I got to start bringing these people home. I can't just take them out into the forest. I can't just leave them out there. It's going to be a problem. So as a result of this, hang on, I'm going to take a sip of my coffee. As a result of this, right, it's like 1983. And he starts what he, he called affectionately, which I think is disgusting, his summer project. So the summer project, right, he sent his wife and their two children, God's help those children, um, on a vacation to Europe. They were like, go, have fun, all expenses paid. Maybe he said, I'll meet up with you later. Whatever. If a wife was smart, she was happy he wasn't fucking coming. Don't know. Um, okay, I'm just making sure we're still recording. Where are we? So then, family's out of the picture. They're in a whole other fucking country. Perfect. He starts to advertise in the local newspaper running singles ads which read, join me in finding what's around the bend over the next hill. Which is disturbing, but nonetheless. Um, it just, I don't know if you're saying, like, I come, come let me hunt you, or like, let's grow old together. Could go either way. Just fucking bleh. Um, okay, so June 13th, right? 1983. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, he's got this 17-year-old victim, Cindy Paulson. 
she is brilliant, right? So he takes her to the private airplane hangar and he's like, hey, I got an airplane. You're super hot. Let's go for a fly. He handcuffs her. She realizes what's going on and she fucking dips. She escapes, right? So she hauls ass. She gets away from him. She gets to the police. The police get to her. Sorry. She gets to the police. She's still in handcuffs, like around her wrists. And she is like, there's a fucking man trying to take me on an airplane and you just fucking handcuff me. This is a fucking problem, right? So with her, her identifying him and the help of the task force, they were able to zero in on Hanson, right? But he denies any of these accusations. And he was like, no, no, this is something we do. Sorry. Uh, so of course, you know, he initially wasn't a suspect. It's 1983. We don't know about a lot of serial killers yet. We're like, aha, yes. Kinky sex is scary. Please keep that to yourself. So that's what they did, right? Um, <clears throat> and so, like I said, it helped because he was a well-liked sportsman in their community and he owned his own bakery. He was well-established in the community. And they're like, dude, there's no way. There's no way. This, this is, you know, if he says it's a thing that they like to do and it's a weird sex thing. That's what it is. Okay. So one detective on the task force was like, mm, I, I think we got to get the FBI involved. Like this is a little out of our depth, right? So they get Agent Hazelwood assigned. And Hazelwood gives an initial profile stating that the killer would be an experienced hunter with low self-esteem, have a history of rejection from women, and would keep souvenirs. Okay. Ding, ding, ding. Robert Hansen, go fucking pick him up. Like why are you guys waiting? Um, they also brought in John E. Douglas and his behavioral analysis team from the FBI. If you know that name or it sounds familiar, it is because John E. Douglas wrote the Mindhunters book. So we've got good brains on the case now. Not saying that Alaska PD didn't have good brains. I just think that they were underprepared for the enormity of the situation. You know, also... Also, <clears throat> their departments are super itty bitty up in Alaska, and a lot of the people who live there don't like authority, and it's just like a mess. So, like, pff, props to them for even working up there. Like, just ugh. okay, coffee sip. So they are like, okay, we think we have our guy. We have to go back to Robert Hansen. So they were able to secure a search warrant for his house on October seventeenth, in nineteen eighty-three. In the house, they found jewelry belonging to the victims, as well as newspaper clippings of the murders. He was creating his own fucking scrapbook of his handiwork. He was like, oh yes, I did this. I would like to remember everything that they know, so I will clip a newspaper clipping. Um, <clears throat> they also found tons of weapons, which, you know, was not surprising because he was an avid hunter, but the one they did find that was crucial to the case was that... 223 caliber mini 14 rifle. <clears throat> and he, you know, hang on, I'm so sorry. <clears throat> um, Hansen did not confess until the ballistics from his gun came back and matched four of the victims they did find. Um, so what they ended up doing was they were able to convict him on four murders. He agreed to a plea deal and confessed. And when he confessed, he ended up confessing to 17 murders. And his plea deal included that he had to go help them find the rest of the bodies. 
Um, there was no publicity, and he had to be placed in a federal prison. So the no publi- fucking hell, the no publicity part is really important because there is not a whole lot of information out on the internet about this guy. And the only reason I found him is because of my murder map on my office wall back here. So, like, he, I don't, I don't know if there was winning or losing in this plea deal, but he was smart about it. I don't know what fucking happened to his wife. Nobody knows. I also don't care. Um, so there's that. I also, I also don't like the fact that he was able to swing that. And I'm sure the uh, victim's families also don't like that, but it was a done deal. Um, so again, he gave the task force and troopers assistance in finding the other body. So what they ended up doing is they flew him over in a helicopter over the forest where, you know, he had them run around and shit and he would point out where he had buried them. So, um, they were able to identify the following victims um, Rox Eastland, Lisa Futrell, Andrea Altieri, Angela Fetter, Teresa Watso, Dylan Frey, and a few others. Um, he didn't know all of their names, which makes me even more angry. Um, I don't like that. Don't like that at all. So, um, yeah, uh, all of his victims had been reported missing from the big city of Anchorage, and the, yeah. So, I mean, he's confessed. It's February 1984 at this point. He pleads guilty to the four counts: first-degree murder in the cases of Jane Doe, who they actually call El Colta Annie, uh, Joanna Massini, Sherry Morrow, and Paula Golding. So, they only had enough evidence to get him on those four. Not even enough evidence to get him on the other bodies that he later identified. So those charges were dismissed. Which fucking pisses me off, but... It is what it is. Um, He was then sentenced to life in prison, plus 461 years. And then um, he was moved to... Words are hard. He was first at a penitentiary in Pennsylvania, but in 1988, he was moved back to Alaska, and he's currently serving a sentence at Spring Creek Correctional Center in Seward. Um, So, and when I checked a couple weeks ago when I wrote this, he was still alive. So there you have it, a real-life piece of shit who took the world's most dangerous game and made it royal. Um, Yeah. So I've, I just... We have to stop. Oh, I forgot to turn off my computer. Oopsies. Better turn that off. Um, We've got to start. Sorry. We've got to stop letting these people out early. And we have to find a way to better advocate for the families of the victims. And I'm, I'm going to go on a soapbox for a hot second. So if you're tired of my voice, I will talk at you next week. Thank you for stopping him. Um, so I currently have a massive issue with the governor of Oregon and the state of Oregon. And I really, 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 really don't like that she was like, ah, yes, I 
am leaving office. So you know, you know what I'm going to do? I am going to take the 17 men and women who are on death row, and I am going to commute their sentences to life in prison without parole. Before Christmas. Before fucking Christmas. A, who the fuck are you? And what the fuck do you think you're doing? B, yeah, let's just traumatize 20 plus fucking families right before the holidays. One family, which actually lost their loved ones during the holidays. So let's double traumatize them. Yes, this is what the people want. This is what will benefit the victims' families. I'm sorry. Who the fuck are you? Who the fuck are you? What the fuck are you doing? Get the fuck out. No. 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 And you know what? I I know the death penalty is a touchy subject for lots of people. Totally get that. But until you have been in our shoes, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. I don't give a fuck about your fucking opinion because it's irrelevant. That is literally, here's my, here's, I have lots, I have lots of thoughts. These people, right, when they get sentenced, okay, we still have to go through a whole other fucking separate trial for their death penalty case, okay? So we've got to do that. That can take years. It can take months. It goes on forever. And then, and then, and then, and then, they get extra appeals after that, okay? So they get to appeal and appeal and appeal, and we have to go back to court every fucking time they appeal. And then you know what? If they're commuted to life, sometimes, sometimes, those bitches get out on probation. And we have to write in to these parole boards and these probation boards and say, hey, don't do that. That's a bad idea. So we, as the families, get no peace. We have to go through this all the time. And when, and when they are commuted, their sentences are commuted to life without parole, They get visitors. They get to have... I'm sorry, Suki, I know I'm very upset. They get to have whoever the fuck wants to come see them, come see them. We don't get that. Our loved one is gone. So I think that you don't... No, you don't get to see anybody. You can stay in your stupid fucking box for 24 fucking hours and you can rot in there. Or, or, you can just do everyone a favor and disappear into the night. I will put it that way. Like, just fuck off. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck all of you. Fuck you, Governor of Oregon. How dare you? right before Christmas, like, fuck you, and fuck your administration, or whoever the fuck it is, who was like, yeah, that's a great idea, let's do that, because now, now, other states are looking at doing the same thing, do you have any idea how many of us now have to go through extra shit if you do that, extra, extra, and we don't have any fucking resources, you know why, because people are crazy, and they're out there, 
and they're actively taking people's lives. So the one set of resources that we have when our trials are happening, they are overallocated. They have all of these other victims' families and other victims that they have to help. We have no one. No one. So don't you fucking dare sit there and tell me that this is best. Fuck you. And fuck your opinions. Because I just, I can't. I can't. Like, I... And I, I... I just don't see the value, and I am biased, totally recognize that, I don't see the value in not advocating for victims and their families. I don't. And I don't know why you people, politicians, who have little to no experience with this, think it's okay to take our personal tragedies and make it part of your fucking... What the fuck is that stupid thing they do every couple of years? Voting platform. Don't take our shit and make it yours. You guys tell us whatever we need. Whatever you we whatever you can do for us you will do and that's a bunch of lies so why don't you keep your fake promises to your fucking selves keep our stories out of your fucking mouths and keep your dumbass fucking opinions like commuting life sentences sorry commuting death sentences to life to your fucking self don't do that they don't deserve it because i have said time and time again on this fucking podcast These people go out and hurt and kill more people. You literally have the ability to stop them from doing that. And you guys fucking don't. When are we going to learn? When the fuck are we going to learn? It's not hard. I know you graduated from some bullshit Ivy League school. I know you're some level of intelligent to have done that. Pull your head out of your ass Look at the patterns and knock it off. Just... It's okay, Slinky. I'm done ranting. You can go back to sleep. And that's all I have to say. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm a little irate. We have to start prepping for our trial coming up. And there are a lot of moving pieces to that. So... I am irate. Anyway, thank you for joining me here on the Creepy Cryptid Crypt in my long tirade, if you're still here. Uh, ooh, don't forget to like, follow, tell your friends. Uh, hopefully soon. Well, in sometime soon, I should be able to tell our story. And reveal who I am, even though I may not do that. Because I like being Black Widow. Anyway, uh, I will talk at you next Wednesday, I think. Uh, Don't forget to check in for What the Fuck Friday to see what's happening in the true crime world real time. 
and that's all I have for you. So go and enjoy your day, do something positive, or take a nap. I don't know. Whatever. So just, yeah, do you. Okay, goodbye.